What would you do if you got scammed? Would you suffer in silence or would you do something about it? Well, I got scammed once and this is the story of what I did. I'm Justin Sales, the host of The Wedding Scammer, a true crime podcast from The Ringer. And for seven episodes, we're hunting a con man, a guy with a lot of aliases, a guy who's ruined a lot of weddings. And with the help of some friends, I just might be able to catch him. Listen to The Wedding Scammer on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser. But I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. Welcome to the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. My name is Danny Heifetz. I am joined by Danny Kelly and Craig Korolbeck. And Sunday night of week seven is in the books. We're going through our awards here. Uh, sorry to producer Carlos, his Miami Dolphins just lost. Tough to, one. Tough that was brutal, one. To the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday Night Football. Game of the year, part three. Uh, the game was, what was the final score? Honestly, it was weird because I just thought 31-17. 31-17. Could have been 38-17. I will say this. I feel like the only two things I really kind of wanted to talk about from this game were the Tush Push and AJ Brown being unbelievable. But he I'll is just so say good. Like, overall, the vibe though, this felt like the Mountain and the Viper, like speed versus power, but it felt like Mountain and the Viper, except, you know, in Game of Thrones, except if Oberyn had never actually gotten the lead at any point in that fight. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? It's like if the Mountain right. had just like grabbed Oberyn immediately, crushed like, his just, eyeballs. Jesus. Yeah, that scene is brutal. Yeah, I don't know, DK. Yeah, where you kind of like that last drive the Eagles had where they did the tush push twice that kind of felt like he got his hands around just, his head, right? <laughs> God, it just lifts him up above him. Oh, God. Yeah, um, yeah it's like, dude, they're sort of it, I, what you're getting at, I think, is just like speed and gracefulness and, you know, lack of size, I guess, versus just power, like unstoppable power. And that was exactly what the, what's what the, the famous quote about getting punched in the face. Everybody has a plan until you get punched in the face. It kind of yeah, feels like that's what happened to the dolphins. Yeah. Um, you know, where it's like when, when things are going right and like everything they're calling is working, like they're unstoppable. But the second somebody punches in the face, it gets a little dicey. I mean, if you, dolphins are five and two, if you look at their record, they beat the chargers by two. They beat the shitty Patriots, they beat the Broncos, they beat the Giants, and they beat the Panthers. And they've lost to Philly tonight and, and the Bills. So we don't even really know. They've beaten all the bad teams and they lost to the good teams. Carlos, do you want to hop in here for two seconds and defend the Dolphins? <laughs> I know Tyreek dropped that pass. That's fair. That would have been a touchdown. I would just like to point out that they didn't not only beat the bad teams, they destroyed the bad teams. And those same bad teams... That matters. Teams, that does matter. The Bills scored 14 points against the Giants and barely beat them. And then the Bills lost to the same Patriots team that we're calling bad. Just throwing that out there. 
But you lost to also, the Bills. Say, so what does that mean? Well, can, I will say the one thing Trans- Carlos said to me transitive before. property. What what is this? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, transitive yeah. property. Be careful because I could <laughs> figure something. Even the Giants are going to win. The a Giants games. are like the best team in the league by the trading yeah. property. Yeah, it's <laughs> <cluster> <laughs> if we actually try and use that. The Cardinals are making the Super Bowl. I feel obligated to acknowledge that there were ten flags on the Dolphins and zero in the Eagles, which I cannot remember. What's up with that? That's kind of weird with the face mask they missed. When you see that, though, do you think, man, like what an unlikely outcome that that shouldn't happen. That's like a referee thing. Or does that tell you like the Eagles are disciplined? Miami is not. Uh, Depends on who you're rooting for. (laughs) I think it's a little bit of both. A little bit of both. Uh, I think that the refs want to make it out of the Philadelphia parking lot safely their tires and cars intact but no i think the the eagles are just incredible and it really does feel like when they get a lead in any game it just is really tough especially now that yeah, they have swift yeah. it's a, but aj brown i like how many receivers in the nfl Craig, do you feel like are better than aj brown we're not even better but like even on his level right like right now like justin jefferson's out of it he, he's it's on probably our, four. Right? Oh, oh, right now who are healthy it's probably tyree cooper cup jamar chase that's it yeah, I, he's obviously so completely different than Tyree Kill, but that I I almost want to put Kelsey in the conversation because we can get to him later. But Kelsey just it has in the exact opposite way that Tyree Kill literally always open, and I can't even explain it anymore. And AJ Brown's different. AJ Brown feels always covered, but he just catches it anyway. This goes back to what I said last week. It's like he's big, strong, fast, physical. Has just that elite size, but then he's also got really soft hands, and he catches the really hard passes. So it's like truly where's the hole in his game. You know, he's what I like mean? the like, ultimate yeah. wide receiver hinge profile. You know, it's like he, he <laughs> checks every box. Like what does it? Oh, he's tall. He has a good job. He's like really close with his mom. He has everything. Man, by the way, also, he's absolutely left Devontae Smith in the dust this year. Just the absolute dust. Uh, and I like Devontae Smith, but man, because I remember, you know, in the offseason, it was a little bit like 1A, 1B. And that was what the numbers looked like last year, at least for the second half of the season. But AJ Brown is the freaking alpha and in this I, offense. I think you could say the same thing on the other side of the ball with Miami. I, the same thing with Hill and Waddle. Totally, where, uh, totally. Waddle is having a Devonte Smith esque season where last year it was like one A one B with Hill and Waddle, and now it's like truly number one Hill and a tier below is Waddle. Absolutely. AJ Brown ten catches, hundred thirty seven yards, and a touchdown. Five straight games of one hundred twenty five yards, tying the record with Calvin Johnson. And I, I put the the other name that he tied was. Wait, I, Pat Studstill. <laughs> what year? Of course. And what Pat Studstill. Pat, Pat. Studstill. Uh, <laughs> born in ni- uh, 1938 in Shreveport, Louisiana. Shreveport. Is <laughs> Shre- it Shreveport? <laughs> yeah. Or Shreveport. I mean, yeah. I think it's around that. Yes. They probably say it with a southern accent, but yes. Did you just like laugh at me and then realize mid correction that you Sh- might not be right? Shreveport. Come on. No, I didn't say Shreveport. I said Shreveport. <laughs> Okay, well, is that's... it Shreveport? Yeah, I have you no idea. Sure. Anyway, the point is Pat Studstill. Yeah, the, the, there you go. AJ Studstill. That's Stud really what he's still. at. All right. So the the Eagles are good. I think we have the Eagles are great. Yeah. And in conclusion, the Dolphins I still think are going to be good because I feel like honestly the most physical teams are in the NFC and the Dolphins. You know, they have to get to the Super Bowl to have well, this we're, problem. We're practically again. halfway through the year now, and I I think I've now come back to the two best teams in the league are just. Eh, well, the Niners are, it's probably maybe the Niners still, but like Chiefs and the Eagles, I've really come back around on this week. And now I'm like, oh, it might just be the Chiefs and the Eagles again. Yeah, I think so too. Inevitability. So, yeah. 
the other part of this, it, it's funny that there was like the this fantastic game of Eagles, Dolphins, and there was Chargers, Chiefs, and then there was, well, Lions, Ravens was supposed to be good. But because the rest of the games, it really was like any given Sunday. It was just like bad teams and backup quarterbacks just cleaned house. And Craig was just just getting all these texts from you, too, of just like, what's happening? What's going on? What's it? It's like the Patriots beat the Bills 29 to 25. The Giants beat Washington 14 to 7. That's Tyrod Taylor, backup quarterback. Ty Mac God. Jones, who was going to get benched. Freaking the Bears and Tyson Badgett beat the Raiders 30 to 12. Like all these backup quarterbacks cleaned up. I feel like we should start, though, with the Patriots beating the Bills. Well, first, if you rewind a little bit, the day started out with the revelation that uh, Bill Belichick got a big lucrative contract extension during the offseason. So all this like talk and conjecture about uh, conjecture about him potentially being on a hot seat is like total bullshit. <laughs> like he's he's not going anywhere, I, I assume, especially not after this win, um, because honestly, this offense looked transformed. You know, I don't know if necessarily. Uh, if the Bills are just really bad on defense now with all the injuries that they've been having, but Mac Jones looked really, really sharp. Um, the run game looked pretty good. Both Zeke and Ramondre looked pretty good. I thought Pop Douglas gave them a little bit of juice in the receiving game. Like he ran most did of his he, routes. Did he play slot. with um, Stud still? Pat Stud still and Pop Douglas? <laughs> Pop Douglas. I, yeah, is Pop, Pop Douglas his nickname? I didn't know that. Yeah. Demar- uh, what is it? Demario Douglas? Yeah. I, they call him Pop. Um, and I think that's what he gives them. He gives them a little bit of juice. And this is like, honestly, the slowest offense in the NFL. And he's, I think he missed the last two games. And Zeke Elliott looks fast. I know that's like, that tells you everything you need to know. Um, but yeah, to me, like he was a big deal. Uh, you know, Kendrick Bourne looked pretty solid for them, but I think pop Douglas coming in and just giving them a little bit of speed, a little dynamism in the middle of the field. He's, he's he ran most of his routes out of the slot. He got four passes for 54 yards. He ran for another 20 yards. Um, I don't know. This just looked like an offense that actually can function going forward. So that, I thought that was just a big step for the Patriots. Nice. Belichick, 300 wins. And you know what? That 300th win, everyone will remember it as, you know what? This team can function. <laughs> well, could you, you say that last week? Do you, think, do you think Pats fans were relieved when they woke up to see that Belichick signed a lengthy extension or a little bit upset? I bet Bill has had so many emotions today. Simmons and Belichick, just like just out. I'm excited to listen to the to Simmons pod tonight, <laughs> like to see what his reaction to this is. Because Mac Jones, like he had just like given up. Perfect. Mac Jones was perfect on the day. If you put, I, I will say this. If I know, look, I, you certainly get caught up in the emotions, and sometimes even if you know your team should lose, you want them to win anyway. I understand that the Giants won today, but however, if you were just a box, just a quad box here of Belichick signs an extension and is here for years more or is fired after the season. And then the Patriots win more games or lose more and get the chance for a quarterback or play their way out of court. I feel like the worst box is Belichick's here for a long time, but they also don't get a better quarterback. Right. Like that's like the worst <laughs> right. combo you could pick. It's kind of like the Daniel Jones signing <laughs> to be honest. That's mean. It's so, look, I will say before we move on to the Giants, it is hard. It's like we talked about this with the Giants, Hyphen. It's like the idea of tanking is so much easier to think about than actually experiencing tanking. You know what I mean? Like, I guarantee you, Patriots fans were like, ooh, just a little bit of hope flickering. You know, somewhere Even in, in a body. video game, no one <laughs> stuck around for you know, to sim the season. No one actually went and lost all the games. <laughs> right. Like no one, you know what I mean? They're like, maybe but, Pop Douglas, he's the key to this offense. Ramondre, he looked pretty good this <laughs> come on. this game. 
Uh, you know, obviously this is just one game, but that's how hope works. That's why that's why this is so addicting. The Giants, so uh Giants beat Washington 14 to 7. Tyra Taylor completed 18 of 29 passes for 279 yards and two touchdowns. No, no interceptions. I will entertain yes. the conversation that Tyra Taylor is playing better than Daniel Jones. I'll entertain it. <laughs> I thought, I I thought you were going to yeah. say you would entertain that he is better than Daniel Jones. I don't think it's, I don't think it's even a debate that he's playing better than Daniel Jones right now. <laughs> I, well, yeah, yeah. well, uh, I, I think I, I will admit that Daniel Jones might need some Giants doctors to stab Tyrod Taylor if he'd like to re-enter <laughs> what they really the starting do. lineup. Dude, Tyrod's got some silky deep balls. I got to say, like, Jalen Hyatt looks good. Like, he's dropping dimes down the field to everybody, especially Hyatt. Dimes, pun intended. Yeah. The caveat, <laughs> I will say, is that I think that Hyatt has actually just needed a month and is playing better. And, and Daniel Jones just had to bear the brunt of the O-line being at the worst with Saquon not being in the lineup. And now Tyrod stepping in and like Jalen Hyatt has a month under his belt and the line's playing a little better and Saquon's there. And somehow Justin Pugh signed off his couch is better than who we had at left tackle. Having said that, one, <laughs> That's a lot. That's just a lot like AJ Brown in those Eagles uniforms is incredible. Tyrod Taylor and the throwback giant is uh, like unbelievable. Uh yeah, he, he, I feel like Tyrod Taylor, like, especially like a few years ago when he like played before, like ahead of Baker, it was like, he doesn't throw deep. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no, it's, it's Daniel Jones has two, two touchdowns this year, two, two passing touchdowns. Tyrod Taylor had two today. Just saying well, the Giants huh. just pointing it out because you jumped like down my throat when I just brought up the idea that Daniel Jones isn't very good. <laughs> I'm just, that's not what happened. Just going to say it. He just hasn't, he hasn't done anything in his career is what I said, um, which I said. He, he won a playoff game this year. Okay. This is so funny because I feel like I'm, I'm going against probably what most people at the ringer would say, but I think you guys completely overrate like fucking playoffs. Like it's one fucking game. <laughs> like he won one game. Great. I don't know if I'm there. I think I've left. I think I'm on high visit side now after that statement. I think I'm, I'm on the other side. I, I feel like. Having one good playoff game or one bad play game or several playoff bad playoff games does not cancel out everything else that a player has done. That's a different thing, career. though. That's you, that it's exactly what you're doing. I'm saying he Daniel Jones hasn't done anything in his career. You said he won a you playoff. You said he game. hasn't done anything in his career. You're saying the things he's done haven't outweighed the bad. That's fine. Just don't take away the things that I enjoyed happening in my life this year. That's all I'm saying. What did he played great playoff in a playoff game. game. That's not nothing. You have to add that to yeah. his resume and, and, and mix it That's in and fine. consider it. If you say it doesn't counterweight okay, the, ne- the negatives that or the positives, that's fine. He's still terrible. He had a good game in the playoffs, though. Yeah, just don't say there's nothing on that side of the scale. It's very hurtful to me personally. We're arguing anyway. about semantics. It's true. It's uh, that's fair. Well, I'll meet Jeez. you in the middle. I'll meet you in the middle. I was being too. I was speaking in absolutes too much there. All right. Anyway. All right. So Tarotos better than Daniel Jones. Delete this. Uh, okay. Giants beat Washington. So another one in five team goes to two and five as their fans are kind of like this. Totally won't be a issue later in December where the draft is set. Uh, while we're here, Bears. <laughs> Another one in five teams. What the hell the, are the Bears? The Raiders, yes. 30 to 12. Better question. What are the Raiders? Yeah. It's not just the Bears' second win of the season. It's basically their second win in the last 365 days. <laughs> it was dominant, too. Like, they dominate. Tyson Bajent looked good. Secret Bajent man. 
I don't know. I told you guys. I told you. I think he's. I think he's like pretty solid, and here's why: he gets the ball out on time. He is the exact antithesis of Justin Fields in like almost every way. Justin Fields, you know, awesome athlete, probably a much stronger arm. You know, like a lot of the traits that you really look for in a quarterback, Justin Fields, like I would say, like trumps him. But Bajent gets the ball out. He gets the ball out. It's like so important to offenses in general to just like. So it's like Fields is sexy, sex appeal. Bajan's like cute, you know. He's a rebound. He's Boyfriend there, material. and it's like it's just yeah, the there. opposite. It's reliable. Every way. Yeah, yeah and he's you're just got like, a job. Yeah, exactly. It's just- <laughs> can, we, can we talk about? So Bajan looked okay today, right? 20, 21 for twenty nine. Uh, no picks. Got the game ball. Good for him. They won thirty to twelve against the Raiders, who looked horrific. Um, Tyson Bajan, which is I just such a terrible name. Tyson Bajan invited <laughs> sixty five friends and family to this football game. Do you guys know 65 people that would even <laughs> consider attending a sporting event you were in? 65 Craig, is a lot. You were at a live show. at your wedding? You had a yeah, that's that's different. That's different. I don't know if my like uh, great aunt is flying across the country <laughs> to see me in a football game. 65 people well, think, is a lot of people. No, I think the difference that's is true. that you might have two weddings, but Tyson Bajan probably his friends and family were like, this will never happen again. It's more likely <laughs> so that I have a second wedding. Yeah. <laughs> then he starts another football game. Especially when Chiefs, the Chiefs-Dolphins game in Germany creates a 15-hour football day for you on Sunday. It's impressive that the last game Tyson Bajan played, he got killed by the Colorado School of Mines. <laughs> and now he just won an NFL game. Colorado <laughs> School of you, Mines. How many of these sixty-five people do you think came and watched his col- like his games in, of Shepherd College, like playing the Colorado School of Mines? They were like, "Wow!" Objectively, that's the funniest team that you could lose to. Were they digging? A, did they dig a? Did they dig like a tunnel underneath the field and get you? That is that how they got you? The school I, of Mines. I looked them up a little bit. You know, their mascot is the Ore Diggers. <laughs> that's real dude when i yeah craig when i was growing up i don't know if you get this might be before your guys's time but like when i was growing up there was this really big trend where they would sell college hats like they're just like really plain like white hats and it it said like the mascot on in cursive writing so like i think like south carolina that. gang game cox it was just cox yeah. like yeah. on the top of <laughs> <laughs> the ore diggers. I feel like that oh, one should like they need they to bring just that go, back. just they need to just call themselves also the gold, do diggers. gold diggers. What are they doing? <laughs> just yes, they're in Golden, Colorado. You yeah. the gold diggers. Serious? Do the Kanye West the song. Gold Lean diggers. in. Yeah, so you got to be the gold diggers. Also, have you seen the photos of these people? What the fuck is going on at this school? Like, like Roger Sherman. These, these photos are tweeting. Roger Sherman's tweeting out this one of the, He tweeted out all these pictures. Of Roger guys went there. Like, he went to the Colorado school mines. No, no, no. And we went to their there. website. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He went to the World Wide Web. Yeah. Okay. The photos, we'll put the we'll put a link in the episode description. It's like one of these guys who sacked Tyson Bajan in this last game literally shaved half his beard. So it's like imagine a full beard, but like half two-faced. your face. Yeah. He like deleted it. He like shaved it, it off. Was it like it's a like, dare, maybe? Like a like a freshman dare? There is a tradition I read about at the school. Uh, the freshman at Colorado School Mines, uh, the f- freshman tradition is you have to carry a 10-pound rock up Mount Zion. <laughs> is that a class for a credit? This is or? like mythology. No. <laughs> <laughs> and then you, at the end, you have to go down to the bottom and start over again. Who is it that does the rock climb? Sisyphus? Who is that? Yeah. Yeah, Sisyphus does. Yeah. Yeah. 
Dude, if you look at some of the pictures that Roger tweeted out, this this can't be a real school. There's like 35-year-olds in these pictures. Dude, the Colorado school minds, he lost. Also, Tyson Page lost to this school. And then he beat the Vegas Raiders. They're in the, they're in the Rocky Mountain Athletic Conference. I'm looking at the schedule of Shepard. <laughs> Dude, I have never heard. I'm dead serious. I've never heard of a single one of these schools. Can I listen to you? This is who <laughs> yeah, Shepard played last year. Angelo State, anyone? Oh my God. Adams nope. State, CSU Pueblo, Shadron State. I've heard of that. You've heard of CSU Pueblo? Yeah. yeah, I've heard of CSU Pueblo. Shadron. That sounds like a part of a spaceship that would break <laughs> no, is- in an episode of Star Trek. Colorado Mesa, South Dakota Mines, another mining school. <laughs> it's another mine school? Oh yeah, God. Black Hills State, Western Colorado, New Mexico Highlands, Fort Lewis, who they destroyed 80 to zero. <laughs> Fort Lewis had a tough night back home. <laughs> and Ferris State. Oh, I've heard of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> heard of two well, they lo- uh, Colorado yeah. School of Mines lost to Ferris State in the in the finals last year. Jesus. So I, okay, all right. I, I just, what do you think Josh McDaniels, the head coach of the Raiders, thinks when he's like Tyson Bajan, like lost to some of those schools, and then he beat the Las Vegas Raiders in this game that wasn't particularly close. Like if Mark Davis, who owns the Raiders, had the money to fire Josh McDaniels, he would, but he just literally doesn't. Oh my God. Raiders fans just want him to be fired so bad. If uh, Austin pointed this out, if you just search uh, Josh McDaniels on Twitter, it's like, holy shit. People are not happy with them. Can I roll through this? <laughs> three and four. I, so I think Come on. There's a co- three and four, please, dude. I think Come on. So the worst coaches we've ever seen, I think are kind of known, right? Like, you know, Nate Hackett got that treatment as one of the worst coaches we've ever seen. Urban Meyer with the Jaguars. There, there's within that, among the coaches who have the air of competency, which I think Josh McDaniels, maybe not air, but like there's a certain respect. If he's not the worst, I think he's the worst coach I've ever seen among people who you wouldn't think might get that label. He kicked a field goal today, again, down 18 in the fourth quarter, God which is like it. just unbelievable <laughs> to have like an eight minute drive. And it's like, if you know you're going to kick a field goal, then do it quickly. Like it takes eight minutes to kick a field goal. It's like this guy's never played Madden. All and uh, Mo Motan, who covers the Raiders, all three quarterbacks of the Raiders have more interceptions than touchdowns. Yeah, Brian Hoyer lost his thirteenth consecutive start today, which is the longest active streak in the NFL. The Raiders have under twenty offensive points in all seven games, which is the first time a team has done that under twenty points through their first seven games on offense and since the two thousand nine Washington football team. And this again, coaching. The Raiders lost to the Rams when Baker Mayfield landed in Los Angeles to sign with the team on Tuesday night and then played on Thursday night, and they lost that game. And then the Raiders lost to Jeff Saturday when he went from ESPN to Indianapolis that week, the first game they beat Josh McDaniels. And now he's lost, Josh McDaniels lost to Tyson Bajan. Inexplicable. Uh, I love this. Three and four, second in the AFC West. <laughs> it's not even that he lost to Tyson Bajant, though. It's like the killed. Bears have been the worst team in the NFL for a full calendar year plus. Can you imagine spending this much time around Bill Belichick and being this bad at something? Like, I know the other assistants are bad, but Bill Belichick actually liked Josh McDaniels, I think. Also, can we shout out Deontay Foreman? Number one running back in fantasy Seriously. today. 31 fantasy points, three touchdowns. Looked fantastic. He, he does this like once a year, Deontay Foreman, where he has like 200 yards and three touchdowns. And everyone's like, what? Deontay Foreman? Didn't this guy like tear both Achilles tendons three years ago? And he's somehow still like very good when he gets an opportunity. And then he got hurt. 
And yet the the Chargers are still searching for that backup, you know? <laughs> the, the, the Bears have six running backs that could be like better than Josh Kelly. Josh, Josh Kelly did score a touchdown today, so kind of ruins my narrative a little bit, but still going to stick with it. No, that's good. The flip side of this, which is the, um, I hope you didn't get a tattoo of this team award, which is, I feel like we just need <laughs> a panic index for all these franchises today. The, the Lions lost 38 to six to the, to the Ravens. And then you got the Bills losing to the freaking Patriots. And I know the Browns won, but the game is weird. 39-38. I feel like all the Browns, Lions, Bills, all these teams are the really long-suffering fan bases that now are like, hey, you're a Super Bowl contender. And their fans probably slowly, slowly accepted. Like, actually, maybe we can have nice things. And this week, just the rug ripped out. Like, no, no, you always knew you didn't deserve this. And I'm wondering, of these teams, who do you guys think should have the most to fear of like, Oh my God, are we actually frauds? Are we going to go back to sucking? Like DK, the lions 38 to six. Are you worried about the lions actually just being way worse than we thought? Not really. I think obviously, you know, we were very excited to see this game and the lions just did not show game up. Of the week. I think Lamar, Lamar was yeah one game of, of the, the generational games game of the, the year. Week. The lions just couldn't get anything going on offense. And Lamar looked awesome. And they basically just ran away with it pretty early in the game. And, that was that. But I, w- I wouldn't worry too much about the Lions. I will say it's a little bit of a heat check because they had like the best vibes of any team coming into this week. If they would have won, the vibes would have been out of control. But now maybe they're just like, hey, look, we got to look inward. We're still a good team. We still got a lot of talent. Bounce back next week. I see I, that's more how I see them. Uh, and then on the other side of the ball, like, can we talk about Lamar? Lamar looked awesome. Lamar, we were talking about this during the day, texting about it. Who are the MVP, top MVP candidates right now in your guys' mind? And is Lamar on that short list? Probably Mahomes won right now, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I think Mahomes and Lamar are the MVPs. And then Tua I, I, lost tonight, I would so Tua would probably fall down that list quite a bit. I still don't yeah. think Tua deserves the MVP. I just don't. Tyreek maybe I does, agree yeah. that I don't think he deserves it, but I, I, the odds suggest otherwise going into tonight. So now it's maybe like Mahomes and Lamar? Yeah, and then maybe a little bit of Hurts? Yeah, I would say so. I think you're most worried if you're Buffalo. I think, you know why it's worrisome is because Josh Allen, I thought, played pretty well in this game and they still lost. Well, the Bills are doing this weird thing where they keep like shooting themselves in the foot early in games. Like the last three games, week five, they had 11 points through three quarters against the Jags. Week six, they had zero points through three quarters against Heifetz's Giants. And then today they had 10 points through three quarters against the Patriots. And then they just have to claw back. The the Bills are weird because you got to feel good about the Dolphins win, obviously. But other than that, I mean, they've lost to now New England, who was like the worst offense in the league and with the worst quarterback in the league. They lost to the Jets week one with Zach Wilson. Um, They lost to the Jags. So so it's like the defense is kind of screwing up, but the offense is, is basically dead until the fourth quarter. I think I'm a little worried about Buffalo's offense. Like the Browns to me, it's like, look, the Browns are four and two with the weirdest quarterback situation in the league. So I almost think if you're a Browns fan, you, you got to feel good about where you are. Cause you're like, if we can figure it out, like at all, we might be a Super Bowl team. Like the fact that we're just a fucking mess at quarterback and we're still four and two to me, like it can't really get worse at quarterback for Cleveland right now in terms of play on the field. Um, so I think I'd be most worried if I was Buffalo, to be honest. I think you're probably right. Especially the bills cap situation that they, this really is probably the last year the Bills have till they have to make some tough decisions with like which of their defenders. Like, you know, they have still have like both their great safeties and Tredavis Witt at cornerback. I know he's out for the season, but like they're going to have to make like tough decisions and people who've been there for a long time are going to have to go after this year. And 
you're watching this team and I don't know. I feel like the Bills came into the season. It was like, well, our goal line offense was atrocious. The Bills goal line offense was terrible and they need to be able to like run the ball at a 12 personnel with two tight ends of the field. We got Dalton Kincaid. And honestly, I watched the Bills and I'm like, you're better with Deontay Hardy, who's like your five foot six slot guy who went to Assumption College or University. I don't remember, <laughs> but he went Did to he? Assumption. Yes. Craig, what are we assuming? I don't, you know? Well, I, it's Jesus. I, I looked it up. It's, it's the college is just an assumption. I know what the assumption is. I, I didn't know. I'm Catholic. I actually went to Assumption Middle School, uh, Elementary School. Did you? You didn't bring that up when we were talking about Assumption. Yeah, I grew up Catholic, so I know. I know. Well, what I'm that Jewish. Is. I didn't know Assumption. I didn't know, man. I just yeah. It's it's funny because Craig said, "What are we assuming?" You know, what, I actually was wondering <laughs> that. You guys knew the answer. <laughs> I didn't know the answer. I'm not Catholic. <laughs> DK is just sitting on. I went. DK went to an assumption school. And like, it's I just like I don't. I don't want to have to describe what the assumption is in Catholic dogma. You know, let's not talk about that. You can go there. <laughs> just like, go to the be power hour. Two yeah. second Wednesday to- power hour. We're gonna do top dogma. Top ten dogmas. <laughs> Got that dogma in him. Oh, good one. Right. Anyway, the Browns. Someone who may not. Um, Browns beat the Colts 39 to 38. And I know that Browns Fucking won. Fucking bizarre a, game. One of the craziest games of the year. Uh, For many I think reasons. It's, yeah. it's a bittersweet. I, once, we'll get to the quarterback stuff in a second. I want to say the refereeing at the end, I think, was atrocious. And honestly, the Colts were robbed. The, the game basically swung because there's an illegal contact on the cornerback. He barely touched the receiver. If anything, like, the receiver just kind of shoved him and he fell. And they were like, how dare you to the court? And then the next play, they do defensive pass interference. It was like in the first row of the stands. The ball literally, the Horrible ball call. literally landed behind the cameraman, and the <laughs> cameraman did not at any point look like they were worried it would hit them. And I'm like, I, if that's not an uncatchable pass, I don't know what an uncatchable pass is. I can't believe get, the like, game was dictated by this. One fourth quarter defensive pass interference challenge per game. Each team should get one of those. You know, they have like VAR. Like in soccer, they have the video assistant. I want for defensive pass interference, the uncatchable. I want them to stretch the receiver to show you how big he would have had to be. Like, like to the shadow the in, in tennis or whatever. Yeah, like. exactly. I want to show like how big would this guy, how tall would he have had to be? To stretch Armstrong pass? over here. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's insane to me. They can use their like combine. That would vertical. be cool. Yeah. yeah. It's like Donovan Peoples Jones is six, five with a 34 inch vertical. Even he couldn't reach that ball at the combine. What's the sports science guy doing right now? We just bring John him in for that. Yeah. What's he up to? He's, he's got nothing I, I going don't on. think much. I don't know. We just bring God. John Brankus in. John Brankus. What's his name? He's catching strays right now. Craig's like, this guy's not doing anything. Mark oh, he's fine. Had he's a legend. 17 feet tall <laughs> to have caught that throw by PJ Walker. And like, anyway, I just, by the way, everyone knows this, but I'm just going to say it again. I fucking hate referees that try and like insert themselves into the games. Like, dude, we're not here to watch you. Stop that shit. Just All right, let Dick, them I'm talking play. to America right here. Yeah, um, seriously. God. <laughs> but the, I want to shake so, you. <laughs> <laughs> What's the matter with you? All right. The quarterback thing, though, the reason to bring up the Browns, and I think the Browns deserve to be on this list. What the hell is going on with Deshaun Watson? This is weird. So just to recap, was this three weeks ago at this point? And before the bye, Deshaun Watson's medically cleared, which, and again, you have this weeks ago at this point, your head coach is saying like, yeah, no, we cleared him. He didn't want to play, which is just like not something that happens when your coach throws you under the bus and it's not a contract issue. Comes out of the bye, still doesn't play. Then it turns out he has a 
shoulder contusion, a rotator cuff contusion, which reminder contusions a bruise. And the uh, I thought they said he has minor tears on his rotator cuff. I thought that was the report. Yeah, but I mean that could be anything. But the point being is there's still disagreements, and he's like, all right, look, he knows his own body, like you know he can throw. Come, but comes back for this game. Practice is Thursday. Full practice Friday. Does the walk through Saturday. Five passes into this game, throws two picks. One of them was dropped, overturned a replay. I don't care. He functionally speaking through two interceptions, two of the worst picks I've ever seen him throw in his career on the first five passes, gets checked for concussion, cleared, gets his helmet back. If you're concussed, you're not allowed to have your helmet. Gets his helmet back, cleared, and then never goes back in the game for a shoulder injury, even though he left for a head injury. I don't know what's going on. Maybe the shoulder got worse in the five passes. However, I think it's incredibly strange that Deshaun Watson practiced knowing he's had the shoulder injury for a month now and five passes into the game. It's like, you know what? I changed my mind. I don't think my shoulder's healthy enough. What is with that? That's weird. And I'll say, I believe him to this extent because either two things, his arm is strength is not strong enough as he thinks watching the picks he threw because he clearly can't put the ball where he wants to option a or B his game mentally is destroyed. Because he is making either his arm can't cash the checks he wants to, or he just doesn't know what he's seeing on the field. But either way, he's the biggest investment any team's ever made in any single player in NFL history. Three first-run picks, the first ever five-year guaranteed contract for $230 million. And he is like physically and or mentally a disaster and borderline unplayable right now. He's like the worst starter in the NFL. Um, Yeah. Literally last in EPA per play this season. And so P.J. Walker came in and Deshaun Watson's just watching him. It was really weird. Like the starting quarterback just watching him. Like, I don't know. Stefanski came out after the game and said that he essentially benched him. Not benched him. Sorry. He essentially kept him from coming back in. He's like, you're not going and back in. And that he in. wanted to come back in. And he like. We're gonna, yeah. And he said he, he did the opposite of throwing him under the bus in, the, in this game. He said, Deshaun tried to come back in. I said, no, I was just trying to protect him for the long term. And then Deshaun said. Essentially, the same thing was coach knows best, and he's just trying to protect me long term. So, but but also I agree. Weird. So, like that's the story, that's the company line or whatever. But this goes back weeks now. The vibes are very strange with Cleveland and just with Sean Watson right now. So it's just like I would just put it in the bucket of something to watch as this goes on because it's like very weird. It almost is worth noting that in a way. The official, like the, if you look, put together what they're doing here, the official story in a way, not unofficial, unofficial is the wrong way to put it, but like what they want you to believe is that they completely misdiagnosed his shoulder. But you know what I mean? Like, like if you just listen, like, yeah, no, he's not healthy with the shoulder. I'm like, so he played five passes. You know what I'm saying? Like the idea that if we're supposed to believe that Sean Watson's not healthy, then the $230 million quarterback, they just botched his throwing shoulder. You know what I mean? Like that's. The the surface level, I don't know. It's really weird, but either way, this doesn't add up. I, we, we don't have to linger here. I think the person who also deserves a little shine is Miles Garrett, who I actually think is Defensive Player of the Year so far. It's been awesome. Um, yeah. NFL Research tweeted this out. First player, Miles Garrett's the first player to have two sacks, two forced fumbles, and a blocked field goal in the same game since they started keeping track of that stuff in 1991. Like, at least since they started keeping track in I mean, he had the Palomalu. Have we ever seen a defensive end do the Palomalu? He jumped over the off- the offensive line to block a kick. Which, if you touch any of those linemen, that's a flag. He didn't touch any of them. And he was asked after the game, 
is it hard to jump over offensive <laughs> linemen as cleanly as you did? And he said, depends on if you're me or not. <laughs> are bonita fish big? <laughs> I mean, yeah. What, what are we doing? Yeah, they're big. Yeah. Is it Don't hard to jump over offensive this linemen, Miles? What's this guy's deal? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Miles Garrett, We're Craig, dead. Cleveland Times. Uh, is it hard to jump over an offensive lineman? <laughs> what? What's this guy's deal? Uh, yeah, it is. What an idiot. <laughs> oh, that makes me want to watch that movie again. That's from uh, uh, Step Brothers, in case you didn't get that. Um, Miles Garrett, it feels to me, even though he's having an extraordinary year, still remains like underrated. He's one of the best pass rushers like, through X amount of years that he's been in the league of all time. Like He's legitimately doing like Reggie White numbers. Most sacks before uh, turning 28 years old ever for Miles Garrett. Yeah, it's just insane what he's doing. So recognize that. He's been a big part of why they're so good. Or he is despite that, a huge part of that. Gardner Minshew in the Indianapolis Colts, 38 points on this team and honestly should have won the game. Number two quarterback of the day, Gardner Minshew. Minshew, yeah. I mean, God, 300 yards, two touchdowns passing, two touchdowns rushing. He's kind of, he's in the Josh Dobbs range where I'm like, I have no idea if he's good or not, but when he's in games, he is incredibly frisky, an yeah, underrated yeah. runner. Both these guys, both Dobbs and Minshew today have like 20 yard touchdown runs. Like th- there is something about these two where I would never want them to be the starting quarterback on my team. However, if my, if my quarterback gets hurt and these guys come in, I, they almost have the weird like streak of confidence in them where they're like, are they better than my starting quarterback? They have that vibe to them. Yeah. yeah they yeah. can only exist as a backup. They're floor raisers. Somebody asked me this today. Is like, is Gardner Minshew actually good? And I'm like, well, I think the ups and downs over the long term are going to like, he, the downs are going to outweigh, like the, the bad is going to outweigh the good in the long term. But in the short term, he is a floor raiser compared to most backup quarterbacks. You know it's what I mean? It's good hookup. But you don't want to date the guy. Okay. <laughs> he's a no, no, That's no, yes saying, guy right? to use bill parlance. Like he's like, a, oh God, this looks like a dessert. Well, we caught it. Like that's yeah, kind yeah. of like the Minshew experience. <laughs> DK, it's like how you talk about Chargers running backs, how it's like Josh Kelly's awesome as a backup. But the second he's a starter, he just like, for some reason, can't gets do anything. Feet. Yeah. <laughs> he can only run for 80 yard touchdowns when Austin Eckler's there. That's kind of how Minshew is. It's like Nick Foles. It's like, they're only good as backups coming in to save the day. Yeah, I also think Shane Steichen, who's their head coach, did a great job. Did you guys hear, by the way, did you hear the story about Nick Foles this week? Somebody, I I think it was Jordan Mailata, the offensive lineman for the Eagles. Uh, One of the reporters asked him, if you could trade bodies with any player, any one of your teammates, who would it be? And he just goes, he just said Nick Foles and then coughed. (laughs) For for those keeping keeping track at home, Nick Foles has a legendary dick. You know what's funny? I don't think I, I always <laughs> thought that speechless. nickname. I always thought Big Dick Nick was only like based on his playoff performance. I didn't know he was actually no, I think well endowed. No, I think it's very Physically literal. and metaphorically, oh, he's Big Dick Nick. Good for him. Okay. I think that's, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> one of the reasons I think Nick Foles is so religious because like he's just like, yeah, no. He's like, I, I could I do an incredible amount of things. Only God could have made this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm blessed. Do you guys find Hashtag. it weird that the Colts scored 38 against the Browns and, you know, the Niners scored 17 and the Bengals mm. scored three and Baltimore scored? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we, what are we doing here? I think covering football's uh, ridiculous. I also would like to just, covering fantasy football's ridiculous. I would like to do a whole award. Covering fantasy football's ridiculous. Why do we do this award? For, <laughs> um, 
Four of the top ten. We rank every week. Shameless plug. Fantasyfootball.thereo.com. Go to our rankings. See how ridiculous they are. Four of the By top the way, ten running backs we ranked this week. Yes. Hyvitz, you just gave a URL. And we should probably update people on the poll. Uh, we, we had a poll for people, whether or not they click or can remember Heifetz's URLs when he reads them out loud during the pod. We got 1,400 votes. 65% said no. They do not remember when Heifetz reads URLs out loud. 35, so that means 34% said yes, though, do? which is pretty good. Yeah, I agree. That means a third of the people remember. That's sick. Like, you literally lost, but you spiritually won. A third is, is strong. <laughs> Good Just like the Giants. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, continue. It's the whole season. So I felt against the Bills. Uh, anyway, fantasyfootball.thereo.com for the, for you know, there's 35% of you. We rank our, our players every week. Four of the top 10 running backs we ranked this week were outscored by their backup. Ah. Like Aaron Jones of the Packers was outscored by AJ Dillon. Austin Eckler on the Chargers was outscored by Josh Kelly. Josh Jacobs for the Raiders uh, was essentially just tied with Zamir White. And then Tyler Algier like way outscored Bijan Robinson to the point where Bichon. Aaron Jones, Austin Eckler, Josh Jacobs, and Bijan Robinson had combined 17 points, which is a smidge over half of what Deontay Foreman had for the Bears. Why do we do this? I got a lot of people in my mentions today during the day, just very, very angry at Arthur Smith and like, a lot of people were very much looking forward to me, I think, just going off on Arthur Smith. Head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. Um, and I really want to because, as everyone knows, like, I hate that guy. Like, he's a billionaire whose hobby is coaching <laughs> and he just, like, wants to piss us off. Like, that's his main thing in life, I think. He just does this. It'd be fun to piss off all the fantasy guys. Um, but I will say, based on what we heard after the game. Falcons, yeah, four and three tied with the Buffalo <laughs> Same Bills. Same record as the Bills. <laughs> Same God, record. Fuck. By spending 70 million fewer dollars. But at the end of the day, it sounds like Bichon had a migraine headache or something like that. Because he, he, after the game, he was like, I woke up feeling really off, had a terrible headache. The Is it medicine spending didn't the time work. with Arthur Smith? Maybe. I mean, honestly, probably. Um, Everybody was making the arthritis joke. Did you see that? That would be the overworked Twitter joke of the week would be the arthritis joke. <laughs> um, so I don't really think it was Arthur Smith just being like an asshole. You know, maybe partly. I but. like that you're even entertaining this, even though they, everyone has addressed that Bishop Robinson was sick. And you're like, I don't know if it's because Arthur. Well, he did go in at the end of the game. He went in at the end of the game. That's the only thing holding me back. For, or that's the only thing that's like. Makes but me what a little else bit. could it be that Arthur Smith just decided this game to sit Bijan Robinson until the fourth quarter? I mean, his track record would suggest so. It's crazy. It's <laughs> funny, though, like from our perspective, like Bijan Robinson not getting a touch for 59 and a half minutes. And then like just, when they like really needed it, the we in. Yeah, there was nothing like, honestly, I can even remember it like it where it's like a player's active, but he's like the best player, in the team, but he's not playing. But it's not because he's in trouble or did anything and he's hurt, but we don't know why. And he's like in the game, but they're not giving him the ball. And I'm like, what a weird mix. He's also Bijan Robinson was the fourth highest scoring running back on the Falcons today. Like there was Tyler Algier was ahead of him, Cordero Patterson and Keith Smith, who had a one catch for minus one yards, but because of your half PPR gods that actually outscored because Pichon for the one, one carry for three. I just wish they would let us know before the game. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what? To, to give us continue with that. I'm an, I'm annoyed with the DK Metcalf thing. I don't know if people, uh, I, I I played somebody in one league who had DK Metcalf and had their, had them, had him in their starting lineup. And I had him in my starting lineup. 
He was questionable all week, but he's been questionable for the last like four weeks ever since he hurt his ribs. He basically doesn't practice, but he plays. We all assume that was the exact same thing. Schefter's like, oh, actually, it might be more of a game time decision. But you're still like, all right, you know, they're playing at one o'clock. Like, I'm assuming he's playing. So I put him in my lineup. And then at like noon, oh, DK Metcalf's out. I'm screwed. Can't replace him with anybody. I hate fantasy football. I'm going to lose now because of that. (laughs) Craig, you're in a league that doesn't allow you to make changes after the game start in the morning, right? Is that not standard? Like once 10 o'clock I think hits, that's, waivers I think it's if, if your game has started, you can't be moved. But we, I was we like, add it, people. I was like, why can't you just add Jake Bobo? I actually texted you that and then Jake Bobo scored a touchdown. Yeah, we could add the leagues of in. You could just add someone as long as their game isn't started. And you have to cut oh, someone as well. From but like you can't make, if, if any of your players have started the game, you can't cut them or do anything with them. Yeah, our league has always been that waivers begin at 10 a.m. Once Sunday begins, yeah. everyone's I mean, on I think waivers. That's, in Pacific in some, time, which is fake leagues. time. Some leagues, yeah. Yes. From everyone, Colorado School of Mines in the East, that's a that's 10 a.m. means nothing to us, but yeah. That's right. I will be petitioning I mean, to change that rule next year. <laughs> Good. I would like to to do a little tweak. Every week we hear we play two tight ends who outscore culprits in a lie. But in honor of one, National Tight Ends Day, I'll give them a break. And two, um, I would like to play... <laughs> Two running backs who did not outscore Bijan Robinson in a lie. Because Bijan Robinson, with one carry for three yards, only outscored two players in the entire day who touched the football. <laughs> and I would like you to, I'm going to oh, read three God. names, and two of these people are the only two people that did not outscore Bijan Robinson um, Darrington Evans, Tank Bigsby, Damian Williams. I think Evans outscored Bijan. Yeah, I heard Evans' name a couple times, I think, and that's all it would take oh, to outscore yeah, That Bichon. would be the problem. Then, yes, that's I'm, too many I'm gonna times. Say it was, so, so is the other two were less Tank than him? And Damian. and Damian? Yeah. yeah. Tank and Damian were the only people who touched the football today that did not. Not a great look for Tank. At running back. This could have been a really bad. I know ETN's been great. This could have been a really bad week for us. If, if anybody has a lineup where they started Deshaun Watson, who had negative 0.8, DK Metcalf, who <laughs> literally had zero. <laughs> and now uh, Bajon Robinson, who had what? What did he have? 3.3? 3? Yeah, something yeah. um, like that. Like there might be some legendary bad lineups out there this week. So send us, <laughs> if you're like sub 50, send it our way. Dude, if I'm, I'm looking around the leagues that I'm in and there's a lot of like sub 100 scores out there right now with Monday night football pending. It's, it was kind of bleak today. Like you could have started Josh Jacobs who had four. I mean, <laughs> it, it could have been really bad out there. Cooper cup at like six. Uh, Calvin yeah. Ridley had one. Like there could That's be some bad lineups genre. out there. I never get tired of like the, you could have started this lineup. It had 19 points total. I, I every <laughs> yeah. week. Like it's my favorite thing. It never gets old for me. But you could have Calvin Ridley, Amari Cooper, Josh Jacobs, Deshaun Watson, DK Metcalf, and Bijan Robinson and legitimately have it's like 15 a good points. lineup. <laughs> <laughs> Just like literally Patrick Mahomes in the first three drives of the game would have beaten you. Uh, we should, we should actually have this be a thing where everyone sends, if you score less than 40 points, send us your lineup and we'll, do something. We'll try and like, you know, make like, you know, tweet it out or whatever. Give you an award. It's like a Dundee. Yeah. We'll let the public know how bad of a week you had. Yeah. Ring your fantasy football, gmail.com. If you can remember an Earl. That's the hey. Email address. This episode is brought to you by eBay motors. eBay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you 
covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusion supply. Next up, I would like to do uh, the Millennials Trying to Buy Homes Award, which is just goes to all the wide receivers. Uh, <laughs> there are 10 receivers that you could have drafted that you're unambiguously happy you took them. This is like the full season. Yeah. Like, the, yeah, on the whole year. The early rounds is Jamar Chase, A.J. Brown, Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs. And then the middle rounds, it's like you're happy you took Keenan Allen on the Chargers, D.J. Moore on the Bears, Brandon Ayuk for the 49ers, Michael Pittman for the Colts. And then later, it's like Adam Thielen for the Panthers, Nico Collins for the Texans. That's it. There's 10 guys out of like 60 or 70 receivers drafted that you're happy that you draft. Puka de doesn't count because you didn't draft him. So it's like 10 out of like 60 or 70. That's it. Those are the only people you're happy with. Here's the deal. Wide receiver inventory is low as fuck. It's interest rates are through the roof. You, people can't save enough money to, for a down payment. The people who have good receivers. So if you have Jamar Chase and AJ Brown, or if you have like Tyreek Hill and Keenan Allen, you are like the boomers who have like, they spent like $50,000 on their house. And then they can't understand why millennials can't afford a house. It's like, you got to stop eating avocado toast. Those are the people that have two good receivers right now in any Just league. Work and everyone else we is worked fucked. hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Stop wasting your money on coffee or whatever, you know, and you'd have good receivers. That's the thing. We went not, nine uh, to five every day and we worked hard and we bought our house for $45,000. <laughs> With what? A single income. Yeah. Like, there's a, there's a great scene. Uh, do you guys watch Everybody Loves Raymond? Have you seen that show? I love Everybody Loves Raymond. There's an amazing like episode where the parents, Marie and Frank, they're older. They're like in their seventies. They're going to sell their home, the home they've lived in for 40 years to their son, Robert. And they just, they're trying to figure out what they should, what they should charge and, and how much they should have their son pay for the home. Eventually Marie, the mom, the grandma goes up to Robert, her son and goes, we've decided to give you the home, but we're not just going to give it to you. You're going to have to pay what we paid for it. And like, you know what? 1962. And she's like $32,000. And they like <laughs> have a heart attack and like fall over because they're shocked. That's what it's like. If you have Tyreek Hill and Jamar Chase or stuff on this year, there is some, ex there's the exception I would say is the people who have like Adam Thielen and Puka Nakua on their teams are the people who were lucky to have bought a house in like 20, uh, 2019 and 2020 with a 3%. Uh, interest rate and they're just like killing it right now and everybody else is just fucked and they're just, like we'd lose money if we like paid this debt <laughs> yeah. off like that would <laughs> we are staying in this house for the rest of our lives yeah or it's like if, if you're the guy like in a snake draft and you just like got Tyree kill like second overall you're that's like the guy whose parents bought him a house and you're like i don't know what everybody's <laughs> complaining about it's not <laughs> this is easy fantasy's easy <laughs> anyway as you can tell we're kind of bitter um <laughs> yeah it sucks about... all my receivers stink <laughs> Chris Godwin doesn't do shit. DK Metcalf. None of these fuckers are doing anything every single week. Chris Olave's not good. No, what, no, what, Jalen Waddell is just irrelevant now. It, it's Calvin a huge bummer. Ridley. Oh, Calvin Dude, Ridley's Calvin a tough Ridley one is he looked awesome in week one and then he hasn't really done anything. Do you guys remember what's his name? Uh used to be famous. Chris um Olave. That's the one. 
<laughs> Remember that guy? That was good. Nicely done there. He was one of the, I think he was one of the Chris's in the Avengers he, well, uh, <laughs> years ago. Didn't he? He was pretty good this week, wasn't he? I missed, I, I missed nine m- points. Thir- Thursday was like top eight, two receiver ago. on oh. the Saints in Thursday Night Football. A uh, top three, <laughs> okay. actually, if you count Cabrera. I mean, no, 15 it's 15 targets and he only had seven catches. Damn. A lot, like all literally, I, I, it's funny because this whole conversation started with, wow, all these like second tier receivers didn't do well. And then we like zoomed out and we're like, none of the, there's literally, there's 10 people. Is this an extension of the shitty offense conversation we had last week where it's just like, all these offenses are terrible. There's so many backup quarterbacks in that this is just, none of these receivers are getting any help. I think it's a combination of two things. Well, many things, of course, but the quarterbacks and passing games have been awful this year because pass rushes are so good. And that's why Craig thinks we should eliminate pass rush, which is increasingly becoming a good idea. Not eliminate, not eliminate. Two Mississippi. The two Mississippi. Castrate. (laughs) Um, but also, like, with more teams playing three receiver sets, there's just more guys. There's just more receivers. It's like the pie is, you know, they're divvying it up to more guys. And so, the team, like, the good offenses, the offenses you really want in fantasy are the ones that, like, have two guys. And funnel. that's just the only players that, yeah, they funnel them to those players. So, um, I think You're there's right, a couple of like things the ones happening. That, when those teams play well, though, or play poorly, though, it's bad because Metcalf's out and then... Geno Smith, just fantasy entropy, just like, oh, we'll throw Jake Bobo a touchdown and then Tyler Lockett gets nothing. And then I'm looking and I'm like, the irony is the only quarterbacks you're playing well is Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. Everyone else is bad. And then Lamar is great. And I'm like, all right, well, they're throwing to tight ends. It's like Mark Andrews and Kelsey are the only, like, honestly, it was the tight end week, national tight end day, which I can't believe this is a real thing that we all Why is that a thing? I don't understand I think, this. I think George Kittle positions that get tweeted holidays? about it. How's that work? I, 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 this has gone too far if you ask me, but I will say they did show up. Kelsey, if you just look at wide receivers and tight ends combined, three of the top five are tight ends. It's Kelsey, Kelsey is number day. one, Andrews is three, and then Waller's five. It's like those three, like Josh Downs for the Colts randomly is number two, and then Puka's four, and I'm including receivers and tight ends together, but I'm like, oh my God, that's kind of pathetic if you think about it. Like, I, I, that's before Sunday Night Football, but it's so funny to me that. I don't know. It's weird that Lamar threw for 340 yards. I'm like, I don't want any of his receivers still. It's just Zay Flower well, dining on PPR. That's what's funny. It's like Mahomes and Lamar are having are, are awesome. Well, they had great days today. Lamar's having a better season than Mahomes is technically fantasy wise. But yeah, it's like, I don't want any receivers on the Chiefs, even though Mahomes threw four touchdowns. And it's like, there's nobody even on the Ravens other than it's like the two tight ends. And then there's no receivers that you want, even if these guys have MVP level seasons. Uh. <laughs> You know what's funny, too, is so many quarterbacks are playing poorly. There's so many backups. Brian Hoyer, again, 13 straight losses in a row. Why didn't they start um, O'Connell? Explain that to me. <laughs> I think he was worse. Again, every quarterback of the Raiders is more picks than touchdowns. But then you look, and you're like, you know what? It's okay. We have a generational draft coming. Like, all these quarterbacks, one of the deepest draft classes ever, Caleb Williams. They're all playing terrible, too. Caleb Williams, two touchdowns and three picks in his last three games. USC just lost two games in a row and they barely beat the other two terrible teams of their, uh, the, before them. Drake May just had one of the worst losses in like recent UNC history for his team. Michael, uh, what are we going with? Phoenix? Penix. It's Penix if he loses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Penix, Penix for Washington. They won by eight points. They no touchdowns and two picks. Like all, and the Quinn Ewers for Texas sprained his throwing shoulder. All the court, all the college quarterbacks are screwed too. No one's playing. Our heads are falling off. Yeah, we should pivot to basketball. Thoughts? <laughs> NBA starts this week. Switch. Let's just let's just pivot. Power Hour will be basketball. Our favorite sleepers coming into the season. 
You're going to have to. So maybe this is a good podcast idea. It's just catch somebody up on basketball for the last 15 years. What has happened in the N- NBA? <laughs> okay, when oh, was the last time stopped. I watched basketball? When did the Sonics leave Seattle? Like 15 <laughs> years ago, probably. That's what I stopped. That's what I have. That's the last time I watched basketball. And this is, I grew up, basketball was my sport. I played basketball in high school. I was obsessed with the Sonics. I fucking loved the NBA. I had trading cards. I was just, I, I, I absolutely loved the NBA. But then the Sonics left. And I, like, in spite, I stopped watching the NBA. It's funny because I feel like, one of the biggest topics Bill used to write about was how Seattle was robbed of a team. And I never actually thought about UDK as like the exact point he was trying to make of someone who's super into basketball. It's like, oh, you took the Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook team from me. I'm going to just stop watching now. I'm like, damn, that would have been Dude, cool. And it's like, your team. I mean, like the Sonics were actually, even when they weren't like the, so, so like obviously the glory years for the Sonics were Peyton and Kemp. They went to the finals that one year. They were always really good. They played like the Carl Malone teams. They played the Elijah Wan teams. And it was just a tons of really good rivalries with the Suns and all those teams back in the day. Um, but even in like the sort of twilight years of the Sonics, like Ray Allen was really fun for them for a couple of years. I mean, I don't know. I just loved the Sonics so much. And then when they left again, it was just like, fuck you guys. And I, I truly haven't like watched the NBA. Like when you guys say anything about the NBA, anytime I go on Bill's pod and he says something about the NBA, I'm like, this means nothing to me. I don't DK. Who won the title last year in the NBA? <laughs> I can't remember. I will say for the record, for the record, I, I have a hard time remembering like who won in the NFL. I, that, that's how my, that's how my memory works. It's like, it's once the season problem. is over, I'm like, I don't remember anything about it. So like, this doesn't mean as much as you think. Cause I do pay attention okay. a little bit. Um, but remind me, give me the, give me the recap. The, the nuggets beat the heat. No, I remember because uh, Jokic was fucking hilarious. Yes, when he like didn't give a shit that he was like, I just want to go home and like ride my horses. The defining thing from <laughs> last NBA season, just from my fa- like, I decided he's my favorite player in the NBA. <laughs> yeah, everyone's like, wow, this guy hates his fucking job. <laughs> yeah, he's the best. He's like, finally, I can go home. I'm I'm starting <laughs> to get that way with baseball, where I'm like, dude, I couldn't name the last five teams that won the World Series. Like every year, I'm just like, who is it? The Braves or the or the Astros? Or I don't know what's going on with baseball anymore. I'm like that with every sport, dude. The funniest real. thing that happened in baseball recently was when the Braves won the World Series, and they hadn't had a they hadn't had a championship in so long that they they did their parade route so fast that no one actually got to like see them. Like they drove like 35 miles an hour <laughs> through their own parade route because it was so big, and they like, the driving. LA one was too. Yeah. <laughs> like I just want to go home. DK, did you see there was a in the post uh, the, the post game after they won the finals? Jokic was getting interviewed, and he was like, "I'm excited to go home." And they're like, "Aren't you excited for the parade?" And he's like, "There's a parade," and they're like, "Yeah." <laughs> and he's like, "When?" And they're like, ah, "Like four or five days from now." He's like, "Ugh, God." <laughs> yeah, it's disgust. It was this was like legitimately the only reason I like remember <laughs> like anything about that is because he's just his reactions are so funny. He just like wants, he's from Serbia, right? He just wants to go home and just like chill and relax. And doesn't he gain a lot of weight during the off season, then lose it in the beginning of the season? Or am I making He's always a little thick. (laughs) I love this guy. Oh my God. Uh, All right. Yeah. God, if we, you think we could get Jokic on the show and just talk about horses for like an hour? It's not. And I was calling him Jokic, right? Like that's not correct. It's Jokic. Jokic. Okay. My bad. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I think most people say Jokic, but I've heard it both ways. 
I'm sure there is obviously a correct way. So please correct me. But anyway, we're going to start a pod where t- uh, Craig just explains to me what the NBA is all about these days. No, the best one was Giannis winning the title and then going through Chick-fil-A drive through on Instagram oh, yeah. live and ordering the 50 nuggets for the 50 points. And then like, like asking the Chick-fil-A woman, like almost putting her on. He was like, wait, do you mind if you go on camera? She's like, no, he's like, all right, cool. Cause a hundred thousand people are watching this right now. Oh, yeah. You just order it. And then it gets it with the no ice. Like the, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was great. Anyway. It sounds like a, you had to be there thing. Yeah. I probably you just, had to be on okay, IG whatever. Live. <laughs> Sorry. That was all right. Dick That's all we got. Waiver show coming tomorrow. Thank you, DK. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Carlos, for producing this episode. Sorry about the Dolphins, Carlos. Email us or in your fantasy football gmail.com if you your cool team scored like under 35 points or 40 points, whatever DK said. Yeah, what should we what should be the what should be the breakoff? Under 40? 40. Just sad. It yeah. should be sad. Like it should be pathetic. That's I don't I don't know. It should be very sad. Uh, emails, trivia questions, ring your fantasy football, gmail.com. Make sure they uh, earn a number, fantasy court cases, whatever. Thank you, Lord. Lord. Thank you, Bob Marley. Oh, wow. Where'd that Why? come from? Why Bob Marley? Yeah. I don't know. I felt like we were uh, a little, you know, sad on this one, a little just depressed about the nature and the state of football. So, you know, everything's going to be all right. Don't worry. Hi, Vince. After you started going through the, all the shitty college quarterback play, I'm really starting to be like, what if we just, what if we kind of just quit football? I'm out. I might be out. I don't know if the juice is worth the squeeze in this dumb sport. I'd rather just watch the highlights. Let's be real. These games are too long. It's like, at least in the NBA, like people are always shooting, you know, like the game's two hours. There's so many games in the NBA, Craig. There's 82 games a year. But that you just, you just pick the good ones. You only pick the good ones. It's great. You're like, oh, f- f- Warriors Suns. I'll watch that. I, I think that here's my thing with the NBA. I'll watch the I think worst that, games in the NFL <laughs> eagerly. <laughs> Thursday football. Saints. The Saints. Game, the, it was so bad. Derek Carr cannot throw more than like 10 yards in any given direction. It's so and bad. Dude. I swear to God, that's going to like outdo the ALCS. Like that doesn't happen in the NBA. Like, like there's no, it's never like, oh, Steph Curry has like a broken ankle and he's just playing and limping around (laughs) and they're just stealing the ball from him every single possession. Like football is the only sport where you just play hurt. You have the Atlanta Hawks just hosting some team that's just been at a strip club like the night before. I don't know. It's like, you can say James Harden's team. It's the Sixers. Yes. To your point, Craig, I actually think that maybe there is something here where I, I don't remember exact years because I, again, don't really watch the NBA, but like, I remember the NBA sort of had like this crisis of like having no stars for a while and it was like trying to attract interest and then all of a sudden they get all these stars do you think that the nba or the nfl is a little bit there with the, how bad the quarterbacks have been obviously we've talked about this for the last couple no of weeks. we're being dramatic it's like we I have will, mahomes and herbert we have my own yeah, hurts yeah, for sure and They're like young. dude the quarterbacks are the we're just saying the youngest quarterback class we've ever had and like we are caleb williams and drake may they're going to be good and like we have a lot of young quarterbacks i think Trevor Lawrence being in Jacksonville, no offense to Jacksonville, is probably, you know, less than ideal. You're, I get what you're saying a little bit, DK. It's like, we don't have the Man- the Manning, Breeze, Roethlisberger. Like, we don't have all- Brady. We don't have all that right now where there's like 35-year-olds who are just like fantastic. You can depend on them every year. Here's my thing with basketball and the watchability. I think what baseball did this year is incredible in that what baseball did was prove you can actually, if you put a tremendous amount of thought into something, you can make massive wholesale changes to the sport 
that actually everyone loves. And like, I think the crazy, we almost don't talk about enough that baseball, which is the most old crotchety sport. Like it is the like change, nothing sank. And like, they literally just liposuction sucked half an hour out of every game. And everyone was like, yep, that's, that's cool. better. Everyone, two weeks in, two yeah. weeks in the most crotchety baseball fans right now. We're like, yeah, no, the, 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 I like it. And like the fact that you can have such substantial change, I actually think is like a real um, inspirational thing for creativity. My point being with the NBA, they have to do the Elam ending. They have to do the Elam ending and it will supercharge the NBA. And I think if the NBA ever wants to surpass the NFL in being the biggest sport in the country, it will begin with the Elam ending because every single NBA game will end well. And right now, What's every single ending? NBA game. The Elam ending is the best fucking idea anyone's had since the three point. You play line. towards a certain number. There's not, not a time limit. You play to a, a, a target score. Oh, wow. Oh. So then you don't get into the bullshit clock management shit where it's like fouling. There's none of that. Ba the problem with basketball right now is that it's like defined, like the ending of every basketball game that's close is defined by the aspect that there's a benefit to committing fouls, which is one, the opposite of a fucking point of a foul. And then two, it destroys the telecast. And it's like, it's not even for people who are basketball fans. If you're watching with someone who doesn't love basketball, it's fucking horrible to tell them, yeah, well, the game will end soon as soon as they stop. Like, it's just horrific. But the Elam ending becomes pick a basketball. They're like, if you're up 20, then yeah, sure. Whoever scores the next three wins. Is it like you have to win by two, though, or something? Uh, no, no, it's literally a like a target number. Yeah. Oh, wow. They have math. They have fancy math that figures it out. But it's like, if it's like 195 and there's like, whatever, five minutes left, two minutes left, whatever. They're like 195. They're like, all right, whoever hits 105 first wins. But if it's like 130 to 90, they're like, whoever hits 132 first wins. But the point being, it's like pick a basketball where the game ends with a basket and trying <laughs> to score and not giving the team points on purpose. And it's like, it is such a better idea. And I know it's weird, but like every game should end on buzzer beater. It's like, I don't know. So it's like, I think it's the most then you obvious get the thing ever. The statistics purists are going to just have a fucking aneurysm though. They'll be yeah, fine. I mean, it, it's a the game will departure. Good. It's right. very different. The baseball thing. I mean, like the Elam ending, I think is a much bigger change than anything they've done in baseball, obviously. But Hyvitz, to your point with that said, to Mississippi. To Mississippi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, there's a reason it's when a you're secret. playing pickup with your family in the backyard, everyone's like, hey, this pass rush is ridiculous. <laughs> We're going to make Aunt Janine count to two before she runs at Uncle John and, throw, and everyone's happy. It's a better game. Uh, I'm in. I'm in. Janine? She's got incredible acceleration. She does. She's Miles like Garrett Parsons out there. We can't out just, there. She's wrecking the games. We can't have fun with Aunt Janine out there. She's points. like Michael Parsons. God damn. I want to see the quarterback throw the ball. That's the point. Oh man, I still love football. By the way, absolutely. We had ninety-five love it. sacks in week four, and who wants that? No one wants that. I just want to come back around. I can't believe the Colorado School of Mines didn't go with gold diggers. That's crazy. <laughs> it's terrible. It was That's right insane there. Saying that they did, it's, it's right, right literally there. It's right there. They're or it's so much less sexy than gold. Or is like the like the 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 vehicle in which you find other valuable minerals on. Right? It's like the the yeah, ugly metal a that fun holds word. on to everything else. Yeah. Or is a fun word to add to other things. Iron ore, gold ore. Yeah. I don't even know what ore is, honestly. Like they're from Golden, Colorado. Come on. It's the thing in Zelda that you have to break to get to the thing. I don't even know. Ore diggers. Or. That's no one wants that. <laughs> School of Mines. I'm going to look up an ore, ore digger's hat.
seen those memes of the it's just like the biggest game video game now is Minecraft like a hundred years after they outlawed child labor it's like the kids they yearn for their minds <laughs> yeah I love that <laughs> so all these memes of like the kids yearn for the minds <laughs> alright goodbye everyone <laughs>